you woke up this morning, then it's a good day. If you woke up healthy, it's a good day. If you woke up refreshed, then it's a good day to get up, get out, get on your way. If you woke up broke, it's still a good day. If you woke up diseased, it's still a good day. If you woke up exhausted, still a good day because you woke up to get on your way. Welcome to Travel by Proxy, the show where we stay home like everyone else should be right now. I'm Andrea. And I'm Aaron. In each episode, we feature a destination anywhere from right in our neighborhood to far off lands. We bring you our experience, some history, and a taste of each destination by sampling something unique to it. So whether you're listening to this in your car, on a train, on a plane, or in Spain, you'll learn about something to add to your bucket list. Or to remove from it. In this week's episode, we talk about Fulton's Hop Seltzer, comment how it feels now that some bars and restaurants are opening to the public again in Minnesota, and share some thoughts on a place that's near and dear to my heart, Las Vegas. So sit back and take a journey with us as we talk about the world outside your window. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. So before we get into the actual episode itself, I just want to bring up uh, Goodwood Brewing. Um, Yes. So... We did an episode. It was probably like our second episode, I think. Um, it was very early. Yeah, on Goodwood Brewing in Louisville. And they had an employee that shared some uh, comment that comments about running over protesters. And mm-hmm. Goodwood said that a an employee can talk about their their things in their off time like they should. Like, like, because they can't do anything about somebody's First Amendment rights as a business. And that um, is what they said. That is what they said. And then um, a day later, they then posted a public statement saying that actually the person's views don't reflect those. They're, they're like ideals, their company's ideals. ideals, beliefs, and that person's been fired. But kind of, in my opinion, it's only they only said those things because they got caught. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to say that from travel by proxy, I think we can both confidently say that, you know, we don't recommend Goodwood at all. Correct. Um, it's, you know, it's one of those things that I understand tensions. I can always try. I can try to see the other side of an argument. Um, you know, I'm, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Um, I, I don't think that the idea of hurting people, whether they are protesting or not on purpose is ever a defensible item. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if your life is not actually in danger and you are just inconvenienced by something, then violence with a vehicle is never an acceptable answer. Um, yeah. And we're not really debating that. Um, ba- basically the, the kind of the point is, is, you know, while you're free to express your first amendment, you're free to exercise your first amendment, right? You, you are all have to, you, you have to follow, you have to live by the consequences of what you've said. Right. And so Goodwood's initial statement was, well, we can't really do anything about an employee's speech because of the First Amendment was fundamentally false. You still can hold people accountable for the things that they say. And in fact, you should. Mm -hmm. You should hold people accountable for the things they say, because, you know, some things that people say are really harmful. It's the same thing. You know, there's there's countless stories 
that you can look into of somebody somebody saying something on social media uh, that is ill of their their company, ill of their mm-hmm. boss, uh, in particular as a person, uh, and they have immediately been removed from their positions, right, and let exactly. go from those companies. And it's you know in moments like this, it's really it's really difficult to understand the thought process behind somebody who then defends somebody for saying that it's like, Oh, it's their first amendment. Right. If, if they had said, you know, I want to run over my boss. I don't think that that would have caused any issues with the termination of that person's employment. Right. Exactly. And so, uh, even though Goodwood posted a, a follow up that said like, Hey, we, we support, you know, black lives matter. And we, you know, we've terminated the employee. Like, it's not enough. It's too little too late. You've already shown your true colors. Like mm-hmm. we're done with you. I'm sorry, but we're done with you. Exactly. And again, this is one of the few times that we will comment negatively about a specific place and name them. Right. Um, because we do have we... an explicit policy on this show that yeah. we don't talk negatively about a place that we've been to because yeah. we believe that there there's too much negativity out there that we should talk positively about a thing exactly and and for the most part the issues that we have that would be negative for the show are we didn't experience good service we didn't like the the product that they produced mm-hmm. or you know it was some sort of a uh, something that with us personally um about our experience there we didn't like uh, whereas this this particular situation is more much more far-reaching than one of us not liking something about our experience at a given place. Right. And in our, in our view, if we don't like a place, we don't have a good experience at a place. It's not worth talking about on the show. That's why we just don't talk about, we don't talk negatively about a place on a show. Like we may occasionally mention like a, you know, something might not have been fully cooked or something, but we don't actually, but that comes tempered with the rest of our experience that Mm -hmm. we enjoyed. Right. You know, I the amount of times that I have tasted beers that I have just viscerally bodily not enjoyed, uh, that is that is me and how I experience beer. Like right. <laughs> we found what four, maybe five yeah. that I will drink out of it, you know I like we, beer. Yeah, and we're on you know, we're on episode this is one seventy two. So we're we're yeah. talking about throughout the course, I think I've tasted 40 at least uh, beers over the course of the last like year plus that we've been doing this. And I've found five, maybe Uh, I know, I know four. Uh, I think there might've been a fifth that I just can't keep off the top, keep on the top of my head. Right. Um, But we don't talk about, you know, it's like, I'm not speaking ill of, of the product because I just Mm -hmm. generally don't like beer. (laughs) Right. And you know, we, we, we do like, we do a, I did. I do like their beer. Like you liked the bourbon beer yeah. that they made. It's just we can't endorse or support a place like that. No. And that's kind of think where we're going to leave that one. Exactly. On a positive note, it yeah. is uh, it is officially June fourteenth as of we we record this episode. Um, we are experiencing time. I'm back at work now. Uh, right. We have, you know, openings for only 25%. Uh, you know, it's I'm, the Mall of America is open um, in general. It has been very light. Right. And in um, honor of things being light, mm-hmm. um, we are in a place where things are actually starting to open up in Minnesota, like mm-hmm. your place of work. Um, bars, bars, restaurants. 
um, yeah, so you can actually like, you know, bars and restaurants can open up on their patio and in some places you can actually go inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so in honor of like the good weather we've been having recently, um, I decided to taste the Fulton hard seltzer hopped. Woo. Uh, I wish you could taste this. I'm going to smell it right now. Oh, it's got a hoppy aroma to it. The ingredients in this are as follows. Flavored water. Alcohol from glucose, hops, natural citrus flavor, carbon dioxide. Hmm. It comes in at a smooth 110 calories with only three grams of carbohydrates. Wow. So it is. What's the uh, what's the ABV on that? Like four? Uh, Let me check. I think it's five. Five. Oh, okay. And it is gluten free as well. So, hey, yeah. So hopefully this tastes good. Uh, Here we go. Hmm. Yeah, actually, sort of like drinking, it's like the lightest beer I think I've ever had. (laughs) Uh, Not everyone can see your face. I can see your face. That is a wonderful face. You look so confused. It's like like LaCroix made a beer. Right, exactly. It really (laughs) is. It's like LaCroix made a beer. Because... Because, like, it, it tastes like hop water. I mean, of course it should, because it's hop water. But, like, it tastes like hop water. And there is part of me that I'm glad that I'm not drinking that. Simply because I know that a lot of times the issue that I have with beer comes from the hops that are used. Mm-hmm. And if I had a can in front of me of hop water that is carbonated, I don't think... I would be pleased by it. Oh, there's no way you would finish this. Oh, no. Um, no, I but I think I'd get two sips in and just hand you the rest. Yeah, I think that you could definitely taste and, and enjoy the flavor at the first taste of it, though. You know, I almost forgot. I have something that I'm going to taste. I'm going to step away from the microphone for a second and go grab that because I saved it and I forgot about it. All right. Uh, I'm going to pause the timer. Okay, I am back. I have today the Minneapolis Cider Company Mango Habanero. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Yes. Okay. So we got, uh, we did another order from them, uh, like, God, two, three weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. And I, our, because our original recording schedule had uh, not happened because of my car having the catalytic converter stolen off of it, um, I wasn't able to produce it uh, and drink it on the last time we, we recorded. Uh, but I've held on to it. And my wife uh, was very kind in leaving it in the fridge for me. Uh, Cause we got two, four packs of the raspberry and then one four pack of the mango habanero. And I nice. have not tasted this yet. Uh, I wanted to, but I'm like, no, I need, I need to save it for the show. And so the ingredients on this, by the way, are just apples, mango, habanero peppers contain sulfates or sulfites and sorbate. Okay. That's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. And I like I think I've mentioned uh, Minneapolis Cider Company a couple of times. Um, Mm -hmm. I really we've been trying to get Jason on the show. He is the owner operator of Minneapolis Cider Co. um, or one of the founders, at least. Mm -hmm. And um, he is good friends with my wife. So there is his his brother is good friends with my wife. Um, Either way, uh, there is like a previous connection so that i'm not just like spouting off about how much <laughs> i love this place because uh that actually has very little to do with how much i love their product 
because uh, they used to be known as Lionheart. Um, yes, and they and fair. then they they rebranded and uh, I I feel for them because they had just opened their tap room, um, and they have like when we've gone to pick the pick up what we can from there, they've got this wide open space in like uh, you know kind of a, an industrial area on the Minneapolis St Paul border region mm-hmm. over by like 280 University kind of thing, and it's just it's this gorgeous facility with all these big stainless steel vats and then a lot of like you know wood countertops concrete floors uh it kind of looks uh it kind of looks like uh, lake monster um sure. but instead of it being like really deep it's really wide with a big like one wall is just all huge windows and it looks like one of those places that once we can safely go back to gathering in large numbers I want to go there so much, <laughs> um, but I'm going like, to go ahead and yeah, I totally want to visit it. Mm. Okay. Little taste so far. So good. Don't have much of a sniffer on me today. Ooh, what's the, what's the verdict? So my palate is a little wrecked because I have been working outside a lot today, and mm-hmm. I have already been drinking the uh, vodka Kool-Aid, which is a staple for me. However, uh, it is uh, it is a sweeter tasting cider. Yeah. And the habanero is there, but it's light. Like, it gives you enough to know that it's there, but not like my mouth is on fire. Okay. Like, I have the, uh, I have like that... Um, it's the spiced. It, it's like the the hot pepper rum from Bent Brewstillery. Yeah, and I've had uh, like I I did take like a shot of that once, and my mouth was on fire for about two hours. It is tasty stuff. I am trying to figure out ways to incorporate it into drinks uh, where I add more. Um, I had more like simple syrup and yeah. other kind of sweeteners. Um, or kind I can't of wait until we get back so we can we can yeah. start mixing it together. I know. That is one I'm, thing I miss about I our, you know, because we used to just like we would have an idea for a show and not have a drink, and we just so we like, just mix, you know, or we just run to the liquor store and yeah. come up with stuff on the fly. We'll get we'll get back there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm keeping an eye on on cases in Minnesota, especially now that all of the the protests have been happening here. Yeah, and uh, my kind of view is if because the thing about are the protests in minnesota is that if you if you watch a a large part of the crowd are people who are wearing masks Mm -hmm. they're using hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. like they're trying as best as they can i mean obviously there's a ton of people there there's also trying as best as they can very crushed in and as much as i support the wearing of masks i also understand that fabric masks don't provide enough protection to guarantee but they um, do provide some they do like they do provide yeah. some it's more of a um like having a mask is much better than not having a mask right but having a mask will not automatically protect you from this particular virus due to the right. size but of the you container. should wear it you should yes. you should wear one if you have one I'm not going to, I I will make sure we are both clear. Wear your mask, please. Thank for you, the Aaron. love of all that is holy. Um, I have, uh, I actually okay. have a 
aisle. Uh, so my wife uh, works at Ikea and they gave everybody there enough masks for two weeks worth of work to mm-hmm. wear a single one every single shift and then Good. just wash them all. Uh, I have I have one from work. I have a couple because I'd been wearing my respirator, uh, my like uh, my 3M respirator um, to everything when I went out. Um, cartridges for that are non-existent at yeah. this point. Um, so I do have some fabric masks, um, which also just so you can see, yeah, I finally got my Coheed and Cambria nice. uh, masks in cause they came in yesterday. Um, and they fit my face really well and they're very comfortable. Um, it is, it is really weird wearing a mask for hours and hours at right. a time. Cause I know you, when you, the couple of times you left, you wore your mask, but you weren't out of your house for eight, nine hours. Yeah. I know that much. And I was like, when I would wear my respirator, it was like, I go to the store. I put my mask on. Mm -hmm. I go into the store. I shop. I go out. I take my mask off as I drive. And then I go back out and then I continue to go. Um, And then once I get home, I'm just not wearing the mask. Um, Now that I'm back at work, the mask stays on while mm-hmm. I'm at work, which is what you're supposed to do if you're in public um, or what you should be doing. Um, but it's, it, it is really weird having a mask on all day. Like, you know, I take it off to eat um, or, you know, like if I need to blow my nose, uh, you hang it off of one ear kind of thing. Uh, but other than that, it's just on my face all day. I, I do know how that feels, though. Because I used to be a ski racer. Yeah, that's true. And I used to ski for like, you know, I mean, it's not eight hours a day, but like, you know, I used to we used to have to wear face coverings for, you know, four, five hours at a time when we'd be outside before going in for lunch or for dinner. Did you have the like neoprene face masks? So I had both wrapped around. Okay. Yeah. So I had I had a couple different things. I had like a um balaclava that mm-hmm. um pulled up like this um mm-hmm. i also had just a neck gaiter that i could pull up and uh, i had a different one that i could like um uh velcro in the back and it actually had like a a nose like guard a nose guard yeah yeah that actually was cut here so i could breathe mm-hmm. better um i didn't like that one though because after wearing it on a sub-zero day uh <laughs> the bottom of my nose got wind burned yeah um I actually had that exact same thing happen. Uh, we we mm-hmm. took a trip to Spirit Mountain when I yeah. was like 13. And I'd gotten one of those. And part of my problem is I was 13. So sizes of masks like that for a child mm-hmm. are so widely varying that it's like the medium was way too tight. Right. But the large was a little bit too large. Yeah. Um, so I had a lot of I had windburn just under the layer because it was open here and then like right at the tip of my nose and my um um septum yep like and i'm one of those and i'm one of those people that i dogmatically follow the rules so uh when i was you know like well my like my dad or what would like pull his down when he's on the chairlift and stuff i always left it up because i was afraid of getting my cheeks cold or because yep. <laughs> my mom told me like if you pull it down you're going to get frostbite. So I'm like, well, I don't want frostbite. (laughs) I, so, okay. I also remember that a friend of mine um, who moved out to the Bay area at one point, Mm -hmm. um, 
she was used to winters here. She gets out to the Bay Area and they have their coldest winter in decades. And it's like 40, right? <laughs> and there's like, it's 40 on the, on like a daily basis. And then they have like, it would, it would get as low as like 28, 29 uh, uh-huh. in, in the nighttime. And like all of the newspapers and all of the media were just like, stay home, stay safe. You need to protect yourself. You're going to get hypothermia. If you're out for more than five minutes, you will die. And of course, she is a hardy northern person who has grown up in the climate of Minnesota, which is brutal at times. And so it was like, I think it was like 45, 50 degrees. And she was riding her bike through, uh, I think think she was in San Francisco at the time. Uh, It's been a long time since this happened and she told me the story. But riding her bike this woman stops her and is just like you need to go put on a heavier coat or you will die <laughs> and it's the same thing when i was in atlanta um it actually got yeah. down to zero when i lived in atlanta in like 2015 20 mm-hmm. yeah like mid 2015 and or early 2015 obviously and <laughs> the off like i get to the the building that my office is in and like the receptionist um, for like, because it's like a complex of different offices right. and they're like, oh, we're about to shut down because it's too cold. And like, you know, where is it? Like, is that the heaviest coat that you own? I'm like, no, this is my like light winter coat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you're going to you're going to freeze to death. And it's like, I mean, if I went and stripped down to my skivvies and laid on the street for five hours, yes, I would. I would have major issues with exposure because it is cold and windy, but I'm wearing, you know, I, at that point, I think I had a, like a layer of like long johns mm-hmm. on, on top and bottom. So it's like, no, I'm, I'm toasty warm. I'm fine. Yeah. We're Minnesotans. We know how to dress with base layer. <laughs> anyway. You, um, yeah, and if you travel to a cold, cold climate, layer, layer, layer gets, yeah. you know, order them on Amazon, go to target, go to Walmart, whatever store is local Just look up base layer because right. you will thank yourself. Don't overlayer. Right. Because If you, if you just keep a bunch of really tight fitting layers together, that'll cause way more problems than the cold will. I love that. We're talking about cold weather preparedness in the middle of this. <laughs> it was 99 degrees, like five days ago. <laughs> um, so anyway, basically at the point of the point of talking about all of the, the protest stuff is because, it's a group of people that is seemingly taking precautions. And so if we don't see like a significant rise in cases here, then I'll know that, um, that it's okay to at least be with people who are taking the same precautions that I am. Yeah. I'm not talking about people that aren't. Like I'm yeah. talking about people that, you know, are basically only really going out when they like need to get go to the store. Mm-hmm. And um and like I don't want to go visit people that are also seeing people that aren't taking precautions cuz then mm-hmm. you know, you're opening yourself up to risk again. Like yeah. you know, if if like your friend is really only leaving the house but then they had one of their friends over who's been going golfing, who's been mm-hmm. like going to like the bars, went over to Wisconsin because Wisconsin has been open, like um, with no rules. Um, And I'm, you know, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't justify seeing that person because 
they have a risk factor that I don't feel comfortable introducing to, you know, yeah. myself to. Well, and it's the, it's the same thing with, you know, I'm an extrovert and I have been kind of starved for human contact um, and just talking to people, you know, like Andrea yeah. and I have been playing video games and that's honestly been uh, so helpful in keeping mm-hmm. me sane. Um, because there's only so many times I can have the same conversation with my wife. I love my wife. She loves me. She gets sick of me too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, half the reason I did all the projects outside was to be not in the same room as her so she could have time to be by herself. I'm an outgoing introvert in that I, I need to I need to like let out all kinds of energy mm-hmm. and then turtle. Yeah. And like I I've anyway. Um, so speaking of getting out, um, the reason that I brought up cases it, and I guess this is kind of a terrible, um, tra- a terrible segue, but, um, Las Vegas. So we love Las Vegas. I really do love Las Vegas. It's where I got married and I really do like going there because it's always changing. There's always something new to find there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be a new building. It doesn't have to be a new um mm-hmm. you know hotel or anything it can just right. be a new show new or, restaurant. yeah i mean because restaurants are opening or were opening all the time yeah. in Vegas. Mm-hmm. oh uh before i get into this though i do want to say one thing uh i want to shout out to the old place that i used to do trivia at the carbonis in minneapolis mm-hmm. off of cedar uh they have a fantastic patio and from what i've seen on their facebook like they are doing everything they can to be as safe as absolutely possible. So yeah. kudos to them. Go visit them for great pizza. All right. Carbonis does have really good pizza. They really do. I want to get some of that eventually. Um, jumping back into Las Vegas, though. So mm-hmm. here's one of the fundamental problems with Las Vegas. It's crammed full of people. Well, that and they don't be, because they're a tourist town. Mm-hmm. They don't track that they haven't up until this point implemented a very good contact tracing system to track cases from where they originate tourists like mm-hmm. Las Vegas really should be tracking tourist cases instead of just their own population because Las Vegas's population is tourists. It's not yeah. just the people that live there. So okay. when you look at the oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, like they have a they have a static population of people that live in the town, right? Um, and the the areas surrounding it that that right. generally most of them work at the hotels, the restaurants, the casinos, and things. But mm-hmm. the vast majority of people that are in Las Vegas at any general given time are from anywhere but Nevada. Yeah. So as of today, Minnesota is sitting at thirty thousand four hundred seventy one positive cases. Are those active um, cases or are those total cases? Total in- positive cases cumulative. So that's including all of the people who have been like cleared from the yeah. from the hospitals. Okay. Right, right. With uh, one thousand two hundred ninety-eight deaths. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have tested four hundred seventeen thousand seven hundred ten people. Yeah, and there but are. More than, I want to say, like 5 million total in the state. Right. And that that is important to keep in mind is the number tested as well. Mm-hmm. As of, uh, this is going by a, a News Now Las Vegas um, 
report, um, but they're getting it from their Department of Health and Human Services. Um, They, Las Vegas is currently sitting at 11,173 cases. Nevada or Las Vegas? Or not Las Vegas, sorry. Um, Nevada. Nevada is sitting at 11,173 cases with 464 deaths. Um, but they've only they only have 241,729 tests performed. Mm-hmm. So in reality, the number is likely higher. Um, yeah. but the the thing that we're not they're not really keeping in mind is they're not factoring in tourism and i mean like tourism was shut down for a while it has reopened right in the last week or so yeah um, but there was there was a good two months at least where all of nevada all of las vegas's tourism was shut down hotels were closed casinos were closed yeah everything was shuttered and it sucks because that's what las vegas depends on mm-hmm like it really is that's what Las Vegas depends on like it 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 just absolutely sucks that it's it's like that but until you can't really put a concrete plan into place until you have defining like good information which is something that i think yeah. in in our state we've been doing strong when i think especially you know because there was the the mayor of Las Vegas uh, like a Fairly month ago, yeah. she was talking about trying to reopen like fully right away yeah. um, and uh, was trying to defy the governor of Nevada's orders to do so. Mm-hmm. And I understand because I'm sure that a lot of Nevada's GDP comes in from Las Vegas and Reno because they're right. the largest tourist destinations in the country almost. Yep. Like they, you know, Dam, like they mm-hmm. have. Yeah, they have a lot of places to visit there. Yeah, no, Nevada has um, most of its GDP probably from tourism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, there's there's a lot of other businesses that I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend that Nevada as a state is just Reno, Tahoe, and, uh, and Las Vegas, because it's not. Right. Um, but the vast majority of people in any given state will live near the busiest city centers. So mm-hmm. more people live in Las Vegas than almost anywhere else. And it, it wouldn't be an issue if people were exercising. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. It's it. I mean, it, you are, you are completely correct. It would not be an issue uh, if people were actually going to exercise right. distance and wear masks. You know, we just, we watched right. the video that you sent me um, of Fremont street from a couple like days, a couple ago. days ago yeah and it was just packed with people it was a little bit less packed than i have seen it they're limiting the people that are in there but also like n- so few people were wearing masks so few people were actually trying to distance i mean mm-hmm. i've had enough issues at the mall of america where they've put in kind of like arrows in yeah. directions like you can't make the mall of america a, a one-way One system street. yeah it, it's really difficult to try and do that. But right, the amount exactly. of people that I see that come in, you know, because they've they've put all the entrances, so they've got like this is the exit, arrows over, this is the entrance. And they're very bright and they're mm-hmm. very clear because there's like, you know, black and white arrows, like black background, white arrows to point you to the direction you should be walking. And then entry is is green, exit is red. Very simple, understandable signage. The amount of times that I've been walking out the exit and somebody's like, hold that for me. It's like, dude, go over to the entry. 
the whole point of that is because you pull on this one door, the next of the airlock is open. There's a hand sanitizer station 10 feet farther in. Pull on that door, go hand sanitize, walk down the, the arrows that say walk this way. And mm-hmm. then once it widens up, you can kind of move wherever. But it's like you still get those large groups that I've talked about before on the show that I don't particularly like where it's like six people and they're all walking to a point where they can barely touch each other, mm-hmm. but they're not, they're not distancing. They're just walking abreast and taking up the entirety of the aisle. And it's, it's really weird. Cause I've come to this point where at least in with my personality, I, I really would like for everyone to wear masks. I like I regardless so of the efficacy of every single mask. It's the same thing as herd immunity with, uh, you know, with right. vaccination. It's if you're all wearing the masks, you're limiting exposure much, much more each time that you're wearing a mask. Exactly. But I am more annoyed by the people who are like paying lip service to wearing the mask where they're wearing it down on their chin or around their neck. And it's like technically on, but it's not covering anything than the people that just aren't wearing masks. Like Mm -hmm. at least because for me, if you're not wearing a mask, you have made a choice, right? That is your choice. I don't respect it. I don't like it, but it's your choice for the people that are like, I'm wearing a mask. I'm going to put it down on my chin. That bothers me because it's like you're paying lip service to the idea behind it and then just not following through. And I don't get it. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Right. I get but that. I'm also like I'm also at a point where I am really bummed that my free trial of retirement has ended at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, like as as weird and scary as things have been over the past several months, you have to find the funny because mm-hmm. if if all you do is sit there and worry about everything, you're going to drive yourself really really batty and you're gonna put yourself in a bad place mm-hmm. so you have to find the funny things and for me that was i didn't have to go to work but i had a fixed income because of unemployment mm-hmm. and because of that it's like you know i wasn't driving places i wasn't getting gas every week i wasn't buying food at all of these restaurants because it's usually you know i work <laughs> five days a week and i bring food two to three days a week if I'm having a good week and remembering to actually bring it. The amount of times I have cooked giant meals for the ba- the ability to bring food to work and then leave it in the fridge and get to work and be like, ah. and then I go to a fast food joint and I get a couple burgers or whatever I'm getting, you know, like a burger and fries, and then I spend that money. And that wasn't. So with all of the extra cash that I had because I wasn't spending any of it, I bought new lights for my ha- for my basement yeah. area and I installed those and I bought a bunch of lumber and I built all these shelves which I've you know I have them on the blog uh from several episodes past uh but it's like I I could play video games mm-hmm. until the end of the night several times you and I we were playing Warzone Modern Warfare until like, until like 4 or 5 in the morning <laughs> we did and, yeah <laughs> There was a couple oh. nights where we played until two and neither of us realized it until I looked at my phone and I'm like, you know, it's 2 a.m. and it's Thursday and you're like, oh, I need to go to work in the morning or I need to work in the morning. So I, never, I never got that bad. I never got 
to the it has to be it was 2 a.m and i had to work in the morning but it it did get oh, better it was like midnight and i had to be like oh my gosh i have to work in the morning it was a couple times where it was 2 a.m and you just like really needed to go to bed yeah uh-huh because i do tend to just fall asleep sometimes when i'm playing <laughs> late at night it does happen yeah i don't know it's there have been some nice benefits to it yeah it's i mean i i missed my coworkers. i missed I it I had to relearn a lot of my job. Like we went through this whole retraining and at the beginning, like the first few minutes, I'm like, do we really have to go through this packet? And then like two hours in, I'm like, I have forgotten a lot of what I do here. <laughs> and I had to actually relearn it. Wow. Well, you know, are some of you going back to work today or, you know, Maybe you're excited about getting out and visiting your favorite favorite place. Um, feel free to leave a comment on our Facebook page. Hit us up on Twitter or, uh, I don't know, go to our website. Or email us, fans at travelbyproxy.com. The Travel by Proxy theme is Good Day by Alex, copyright 2012. Our closing music is Now We're Talking by Jairus, copyright 2015. Both are licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license and can be found at dig.ccmixter.org. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we wish you... Uh, Oh, I just wanted you to say it. Oh, I'll look out your window. There we go. Yeah, I just figured you would say it. Have a look out your window, everybody. Have a look out your window. Walking with you and your Moving these stones and your Rearranging all the pieces that you find Now we're talking about Things and places, all the names And the faces all the people that you love